Welcome, everybody. Good evening, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. Happy Wednesday. Hello, Joelle. Hello. Great. Good. Just finished up a great month. Thank you, everybody that participated in our in our um, remote classes. A lot yeah. of value. Just huge value. Um, what do you think? The uh, the eCower Live was, that was the a game changer. Uh, the big one. The leadership one people really appreciate, but I think the eCower Live mm -hmm. was probably the best one. Um, and if people are not familiar with that, it's a probably the best um, course we ever put out. It was a five day. It was actually a seven day. It was a five five day live unedited introducing a dog a born and trained dog to the e-collar um each day doing teaching it something new so the very beginning fundamentals and i think people were surprised at how gentle it is mm. how much rewards are how, how much rewarding it is and um and then the following week we did uh, a trouble two-day troubleshooting Mm -hmm. of how to how to troubleshoot this stuff and people saw the dog make i mean we made mistakes the dog made mistakes how we troubleshoot everything mm -hmm. and, and it's live it's unedited and um it's wonderful because nobody does that no. nobody want nobody nobody wants to show lack of perfection and um and it's got nothing to do with the trainer's skill set it's that they're dogs and this was live and um uh, uh um there was, there, bring this closer, there was nothing okay. nothing you can do about you know the dogs making mistakes they they get confused and which is great because we show then how to work the dog through confusion we absolutely could have pre-trained this dog but we didn't we actually could have done it the week before but we actually held off um because we wanted to show it speaking of um live courses we're going to get right to the show is uh we have a joel already put a link up to it but here's a couple things if you have no interest in taking any of our courses that's fine if you go to academy.solidcaninetraining.com and just hit subscribe it's free to do just just join our mailing list club that's it the reason is because as people know that are part of the mailing list club um you get specials offers you actually get classes that nobody else knows about. We actually had other classes, which we have not even talked about because they were never public. They were never public. Um, but the people that subscribed knew about it. And we even have a deeper, so like a sub-basement to the basement. Yes. If you bought one of the courses, now you're even offered something else that's only available to people that bought the courses. So it, it just gets like going down the going down the rabbit hole yeah, of learning. Rabbit hole. Rabbit hole of learning. But right here, um, tomorrow, uh, with Joelle being your teacher, mastering the walk with your dog masterclass, live, live training and recording. And Joelle is doing the whole thing. It'll be half and half. And Joelle's doing the whole thing. Yes, my half is gonna be recording, and she will be I'm teaching the class. And the dog just came in, and it's a 90-pound German shepherd that um pulls like two freight trains <laughs> and um and we're, we we took the dog for um a walk tonight obviously but we didn't train it we just let it pull um because we want you to see it live tomorrow um how we get a dog that wants to pull and that's another great you know we we, we did that video before about how tools don't train the dogs because the dog has a prong collar on and it doesn't care that's why this concept of well, the dog, of course, the dog walks perfectly because it's being yanked with a prong collar. I'm like, 
you're wrong. Like statements like that are wrong. There's a lot of statements I talk about on my morning show, wait to fuck up with Jeff show that are the messaging. I've got another great show tomorrow morning. The messaging that's going out there is just so, so wrong. Um, but the concept of, yep, dogs will do everything you want if you create discomfort. No, they won't. Like dogs choke themselves out on slip leads all the time. How many people have seen dogs choking themselves to the point of passing out, barely being able to breed, throwing up. Um, why aren't they stopping? It's a noose. They're literally hanging themselves. Why won't they stop and come back? Because training didn't happen. Training didn't happen. So everybody, you know, check that out. It's on, it's it's up for sale for just today and tomorrow morning, I guess. Yeah, yeah today, tomorrow morning. So tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. Yep. If you can't make it live, you will always get the replay. That's a good point no because worries. a lot of people have asked us, you know, what happens if I can't make it live? Yeah. And I would say, you know, out of the 500 people that signed up for the last class, probably only less than half actually made it live. Yeah. So don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You just don't get to ask questions. But you could ask questions on um, our Q&A. Mm -hmm. You can ask questions um, on our Patre are someone on, already asked on Patreon. You were thinking anyway. There's a lot. We spend a lot of time, again, as we always do, on um, human training. So we spend a lot of time on that. We do not discount any of the questions at all. We take, we're very patient with the audience. So it's really, really great. Um, it does. So it's going to be leash and e-collar for the heel. We're going to show you both. Right. Whether you have it, whether you own an e-collar or not, we'll show you how to get a good walk either way. And so don't worry about that. Even more important to that is it's the training. Yeah. It's the training, which is going to be the biggest, biggest thing. Um, meanwhile, um, the uh, we're down in Florida right now where it was in uh, a cool um, 85 um the with sun shining so all day long without a cloud in the sky um we have fruit flies in the house so that's one problem but Dude. but it was 85 outside um these fruit flies so, are freaking so anyway um drive me to insanity the, if you haven't heard the rhode island after 20 years my rhode island presence will be done with at the end of this month the training center is moving um, so we'll be closing that facility at the end of March. So, um, I'll be announcing, um, uh, uh, every, everything, just about everything is going to be sold. We have, since staff lives there, we have bedroom sets, bureaus, we've got mirrors, we've got, we've got couches, we've got stand-up freezers, we've got refrigerators, we've got tons of kitchen stuff, we have, you know, microwaves, we've got mini fridges, we've medium fridges, but then we have all the rubber flooring, all the different training kennels. We've got so much stuff. 95% of the contents of that building is for sale. Um, the, all the agility equipment. It's all cash and carry. We'll be announcing the dates on when we're going to be doing that. Joelle will be up there supervising it all. Oh, and um, from what I heard, she um, is a softie when it comes to negotiating price. So you're going to want her up there um, oh selling this stuff. Haggling. So, so. <laughs> all right. All right. This is a Q&A show. Um, people tend to ask us how to how stop, to stop. Bad behaviors. how to stop bad behaviors where um, – you want to listen to my podcast tomorrow morning, my wake the fuck up show tomorrow, because it's going to be like the anti what we're about to, you know, my, the whole theme of what we do. They're assuming that all dogs make good choices. Um, so you should just, just reinforce the good choices and they'll never make a bad choice if you, uh, you know, teach them um, how wonderful the good choices are, which is the biggest 
bunch of bullshit in the world. So um, I treat you like a king. I do reward-based training, but you still rip up your dog bed. Like, but why? But why? Um, I love you so much. It's a beautiful dog bed. And and we've been training with food and all reward-based and for force free, but you still ripped up your dog bed um, or pissed on the floor. Why? Doesn't make sense. Um, so I answer a lot of the questions. Um, a lot of the questions are short, snarky, technically, but I'll send you on the right path. Technically, um, you need a boarding train for your problem, um, or at least you need a one-hour consult. And we offer one-hour consults as well. So here we go. Let's see. Um, snuggle buns. Hey everyone. Hope you're all having a good day. Snuggle day. buns. I saw you this morning. The day just got better and now it got great because you're on the show. Kim, do you guys still offer your nail trim videos? Oh yeah. It's up there. It's yeah, permanently it's up there on the Academy. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's permanently up there on the Academy. That's one of our permanent ones. So we have a bunch of permanent ones and then we got a bunch of live ones, which are only there for a short window. So that's why you want to pay attention. Things change quickly. Next. Sam, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Thanks so much for your recent live classes. They are super informative and helpful. You guys are fantastic. Thanks, Sam. Well, Sam, thank you so much. That was really nice. By the way, Jeff, is it possible that the Great Dane biting the owner sleeping on the floor was resource guarding the floor where he slept? Do dogs do that? um, That's not what it was, but it's possible. So um, there's... Um, I'm not sure which question that was about. I'm just trying to think. Great Dane? That one threw me off because we we work with Great Danes, but it's not like a huge, it's a huge breed, but it's not like a huge breed. Ironically, we have one coming in from California um, next month. Um, Dogs guard space. Dogs guard rooms. Dogs guard people. Dogs can guard anything. But I don't, I actually don't um, recall what you're referencing though. What you're referencing and for all i know it we talked about it this morning but there goes my mind next wow sorry about the camera it's so bad you know what i think is different this light should be further back pointing at us right ryan if a dog sees other dogs humans and stares at them but makes their own decision and disengages do you consider that redirection still i know if you do a recall to distract them that's redirection Redirect my interpretation of redirection is human intervention. So, if the dog that's the whole goal of our training program is to teach dogs how to make better choices mm-hmm. on their own without our input, that's why we train the way we train. Yeah, so that's the whole goal. First, we eliminate the unwanted behavior. So say that dog used to lunge, bark, try to attack, insert, you know, whatever. And then we we apply a punisher for that. Then we teach them, you know what, instead of doing that, why don't you work on your impulse control? You keep making the camera go blurry when you do that. Why don't you work on your impulse control? And um, your beauty sharpens it out, though. Um and um, not do that. So then the dog goes, well, looking and thinking naughty thoughts will lead to suckiness. That's why this whole don't train with fear thing is real. And don't train with pain is real because it's a second moment of time in the dog's life. But to think that a dog killer is going to all of a sudden stop killing dogs or 
a massively leash reactive dog is going to stop being massively leash reactive because you teach it to look in your eyes is bullshit. And also, you still didn't fix the problem. Next. Snuggle buns. I'm deep in the rabbit hole of learning. I just finished watching the e-collar course. Next is troubleshooting. Then I got the puppy course and green graduate bundle. Nice. Nice. You're like set up for a freaking massive success. Yep. Ramona, does the live tomorrow include e-collar training? Oh, yeah. Sure does. Sure does. Because, you know, Joel and I train on technically slip leads and remotes and food and dog training. Like, but the tools we use are historically slip leads and remotes. But you'll learn on leash and prong because that's what's going to help, you know, most, most people. Um, but also, you absolutely will learn on remote collar start, <laughs> starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. Reggie, hey guys, my six-month-old German Shepherd has been crying in his crate towards the morning. I use a remote collar on him for two nights. Tonight will be the third. He has stopped crying. Yes. Awesome. Proud of you. That, that happens a lot at our training center as well. I mean, that's, that's exactly what we do with our training center. That's why there's this, you know, there's this conversation out there of like build a relationship before you correct a dog or don't correct a dog until you've taught the dog something. And I'm like, okay. Was that Reggie that said that? Yeah. Reggie's dog comes into our facility for rehab and is keeping everybody up all night because of its whining. And no one's allowed to give that dog any information that says stop whining until it's been there for what? A week or two until we build a relationship? Right. Or, or, yeah. Screaming his head off. Yeah. So I'm we correct screaming. dogs. Pippa, who's, hold on one second as I fuck up the camera again. I'm going to fix the lighting while you're doing that too. Pippa is in a, um, Going to be in a one-hour uh, place command. That's dangerous to do it that way, sweetheart. Okay. Um, so I think it's important um, that people understand. Um, How's that? That's that's better. Better, like what it used to be. Mm, no, nothing's compared to what it used to be because we had different lighting, but it's fine. Right. Let's get back here and finish the show, though. Okay. I just can't. It's so dark. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah, that's much better. So much better. Okay. All right, Jeannie. Good evening to all. I got an 85 pound nine month uh, hat. I'm assuming that's GSD that pulls against a 3.2 prong. Uh, they used the collar they used was a Keystone. Will the Herm help more? No, training will help more. So first of all, I would suggest if you're gonna if you if you're gonna get a new collar, get a three. You don't need anything more than a three millimeter prong collar. I've trained two hundred pound dogs on a, on a three, three millimeter prong collar. It's not the prong collar that's gonna help your dog. The prong collar is the communication tool that the training is gonna help. Dog, we have a dog that just came in today. It's a ninety pound German Shepherd. It pulls on a prong collar. Mm -hmm. The dog that was just I just showed doing a will be doing a one hour downstay. Um, I'm sorry, one hour place command in down just came in four days ago. Um, will be um, came in pulling on a prong. If you have not gotten the green to graduate course or at a minimum the walk the walk course on our academy, I suggest doing that. It all boils down to dog training. All boils down to dog training. Next. 
Apex Canine, just curious as to what you think about opt-in training. I'm against it for obvious reasons. I would like to get your thoughts. Opt-in, do you mean? Opt-in when the dog agrees that it's like. No, it's when it's when someone can just drop in at any. So it's just like a group class where oh, people can oh, just drop oh, yeah. in. That's why we don't offer that. Um, uh, well, if they signed up and if you know them. So say somebody signed up for, say, six courses and you've got to use it up over three months. And every, and every Tuesday and Thursday we have class and you just show up when you want to. I'm actually not a big fan of that because um, I want, I, I like the consistency of it. I want to make sure everybody's on the same page each week. And I don't want to have to repeat what we went over last week to that one person that just decided to, to drop in because they haven't been able to show up. But that's me. I'm also not a big fan of day training where you train the dog during the day, Monday through Friday, the owner takes it home at night. I'm not a big fan of that. Many people do that. Many people are successful at that. So, but I prefer, I'm not a big fan of the opt-in if I described what, you know, if we're on the same page, what it is. Randy, hello, my name is Randy. I've recently started an e-commerce store to help new dog owners to bridge the gap between newly homed pup and the proper training equipment and advice. In doing so, I've learned the difference between regular training supplies and the right specific training supplies. Example, prong collars and Herm Springer. With respect to your brand and business, I would kindly ask for you to just give me a short list of the proper training supplies a new pet owner should have. Um, I mean, the thing is, there, it's, it's, it's endless. It's, it's endless. So you can privately message me on that if you want to. Next. Uh, Yobin or Jobin? What do you think? Jobin? J-O? Um, yo. Yobin? Mm -hmm. Do you find that there is an added complexity to training dogs that have had injury, surgery, trauma? If so, does your training procedure change based on this knowledge? Well, let's get rid of the word trauma. What's the definition of trauma? How do we define it? And how can we prove it? So, injury. We won't train a dog that is injured. Mm -mm. Now, if a dog has, say... Wes. If a dog, let's say, has um, bad hips. No. If a dog has had bad hips, will we require, and it struggles doing a sit, will we require that dog to, um, when we come to a stop, do an auto sit? Probably not. We'll just probably be okay with either a down or a stand. They just have to stop and not keep forging. Um, a dog that is uh, that is injured, um, we're not going to speed up their recall if we, if they, if we know they're, they're going at their maximum or, you know, at a fair rate of speed on recalling to us. So, um, but, but trauma, like what, what, that's a rough one because a lot of people say dogs have suffered trauma and how, you know, what to, that's, that's too wide of a spectrum of, of, of issues. But as far as keep in mind, our methodology of training is industry standard of people that are successful. You reward what you want, you correct what you don't want. You get more of what you want, you extinguish or get less of what you don't want. That's industry standard. Now, how we tweak that could be by individual dog, by their motivation. Believe it or not, here's a great example. This example, Pippa, the dog next to me, doesn't take food. Mm -mm. So we can't food train the dog. She won't take food. So like, for all the folks out there that are big on food training, and by the way, we train with food. And if you saw the live, you saw how much food we train with. Um, but this dog won't take food. So I have to take that off the table. So the trainer should have 
a pretty good wide spectrum of skill sets and not rely on food. That's why when you see all these people that are talking about like food training and which we do by the way, and then variable reward training, which we do by the way, that's great. But what do you do when a dog doesn't take food? Well, then you use high value rewards. What happens when the dog doesn't take that? What happens when the dog doesn't eat for two weeks, except for maybe a little bit at a time and only overnight in its kennel when the lights are out and the rest of the dogs are sleeping? Then what do you do? You like you, So that's why food training fails. All training eventually can fail, possibly. Next. Snuggle button said, oh, thanks. You're welcome. Sam, I think the great Dane was Kim's client on the Zoom call last night. Or I might be confused. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm still not. It could. It could be resource guarding the room, resource guarding the person, resource guarding space. There's dogs resource guard anything they deem valuable or anything they deem that is belongs to them. Next. Ryan, thank you. I corrected high for the nervous growls and hackles to show him I what I don't want. Then I started praising a lot for him making his own decision to disengage. Okay, yeah. just be careful about your level of praise because if that gets the dog overly aroused, then, then they might revert back to the unwanted decision. That's why you see us at the beginning, we're very neutral. Eventually though, we'll use overly praise as actually a distraction. Next. Mark said, Joelle is stunning. Yes, she is. Thank you, Mark. Yep. I did my hair tonight. <laughs> I never do my hair. Lisa just signed up for Mastering the Walk. Awesome. Awesome. See you there. See you tomorrow. AV says hi. Actually, I won't see you tomorrow. Joelle will. I'll be behind the camera. You're going to do some. You're going to do talking points. You're probably going to open up the class. I will just be teaching. We'll see. Um, hi, AV. I hate being in front of the camera. That's all. That's what this is about. He thinks it's funny to put me under that kind of I pressure. don't think it's funny at all. Yobin, trauma would be past injuries. We have dogs with physical disabilities based on injuries or incidents experienced in life. Well, you got to be careful about the incidents experienced in life because you can get your dog over those things. Injuries, we madly respect. But past experiences in life, you got to be really careful about sticking to that story. You got to be really careful. So here's a good example. Let's say a dog was physically beaten with a hand and every time you went to touch it, it bit you, you're the new owner. So do we not touch the dog or do we get the dog over it? So we can get the dog over, we do all the time, a lot of past whatever, um, paranoias, preconceptions of events, um, um, but then again, you know, dogs won't go over sore grates, sore grates. Is that because they fell down one, one day, or is that because they're just afraid of them? So a lot of the times when dogs, we do with a lot of fearful, anxious, stressed dogs, they're afraid of everything. We probably can attach a story to that if we wanted to, but we choose instead to, to build the dog's confidence and get it over it. And it gives us a more confident dog, but injuries, I'm not going to push a dog that's, that's injured. No, I'm not interested in that. Next. Jeannie bought the e-collar course and the green to graduate yesterday. We'll be learning. Awesome. Awesome. 
Lisa, hello, Jeff and Joelle. I have a new five-month Pomeranian tiny rescue. Knows nothing too small for e-collar. Also totally unsocialized or exposed to everyday things. Will Green to graduate work without the e-collar? Well, it's not about it working without the e-collar. First of all, Green to graduate is great with or without an yes. e-collar because you actually learn dog training. Yeah, the fundamentals of everything too. That's what everyone has to boil everything. Everything's boiled down to the fundamentals of dog training. Without the fundamentals of dog training, in fact, I just did a what Wait the Fuck Up With Jeff show. It was titled, Tools Don't Train Dogs, hmm. including food. Dog training trains dogs. But an e-collar though is going to, you can most, I would say most dog trainers and dog owners are limited to 5% of what an e-cower can do. You can do some incredible state of mind things. You can have a conversation with your dog up to a mile away. You can break through fear. One of the best tools for a, working with a fearful dog after 20 years and 10,000 dogs, a lot of fearful dogs, one of the best tools, the most clearest communication devices the thing that gets dogs over fear in the quickest, most efficient way is a shock collar. Yep, the good old shock collar, e-collar, remote collar, call it what you want. And a lot of people say, no, it's not. And I'll say, but I've been doing it for 20 years and I find that it is. So results don't lie. Next. Apex Canine, I was actually referring to opt-in training, like saying we should respect the dog's ability to say no. See, that's what I said, where like the dog must give consent to training. Oh. I'm told that I'm adding stress to the dog, but not allowing them to say no. Oh, tell the person to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Sorry. How does a dog consent to training? That, that's, that, that's bullshit. It's like, well, well, it all depends on something. Okay, let's, let's can you give me a clear example. The dog doesn't want to jump up in the back of the car. Well, if it's a chihuahua, maybe. But if it's a physically fit 35-pound and up dog, you can jump up in the car. I just saw you jump over a log. In fact, every night when you have the zoomies, you jump over my couch. I think you can get back into the, in the back of my car. Does it mean that if a dog is afraid of – I'll bring up the storm grate again because we have a lot of dogs that are afraid of storm grates. So, or I'll give you even another example, metal stairs that the dog can see through. Well, that's the only way to get into, say, my office building. So now I can't get you over that and I've got to accept the fact that what, I have to carry you up? Or in three minutes or less, we have video proof, three minutes or less, I can just get you over your fear of getting up the stairs. So. We have to be careful about that. I don't ask dogs to stand in boiling hot water or to walk through fire or to jump out of second floor windows, you know, onto concrete. So I'm not asking a dog to do anything that a family pet dog should be able to do. Next. Sid, hey, Jane Jay. Hey, hey. Sid. Uh, Yobing, gunshot wounds that have healed, etc. We have some weird ones. Yeah, I mean, a gunshot wound that is healed would not affect the training whatsoever. Whatsoever. If anything, I would make sure the dog was not paranoid about gunshots. I would actually go get a starter pistol, all right, or get one of my guns and just put blanks in it and make sure my dog didn't get spooked around gunshots because 
cars backfiring, fireworks, all those things. I would actually want to either counter condition that, I would actually most likely counter condition that. So it sucks that the dog got shot by a gun. In fact, I worked with a dog who was an aggressive ca aggression case. And when they took it to the vet, they found a bunch of pellets in its backside. And it was, it's never been owned except for my one family. And they found out that the little kid in the family was actually using the dog for target practice. So we, we stopped the training. We stopped the training. No, I'm sorry. They gave up the dog because it was so aggressive. And the, and the new people that got the dog x-rayed the dog and they found them in it. That's what it was. Yep. Next. Ryan, working on my dog's isolation anxiety. We used a camera and e-collar last night as he slept in his crate in the living room. But he keeps standing and whining. He gets plenty of crate time by himself during the day. Not sure if I should just let him sleep in the room with us. Then work on the whining during the day and leave him in the room. I woke up like every hour last night. I was watching the camera and doing the fishing method. Made him go into a double down. Good. He would fall asleep and then woke up again whining an hour later. Yep. Oh, yep. And when you have a baby, you're going to be tired for a couple of weeks, if not longer. This is going to take some time. But you'll get it. So I would practice kettle up, down, kettle up, down, kettle up, down during the day. Um, also, you can give the dog a high correction if it keeps doing it. People will tell you that's wrong to do. The dog will have a negative association with the crate. Before I made that suggestion, before you possibly even use knee cower on the dog, the dog already had a negative association with the crate. We don't create problems. We only fix them. So you have to be really creative with nighttime whiners. If you let that dog sleep in your room even one time, might as well be for the rest of its life, possibly. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but don't give in. Don't give in. Next. Apex Canine, gotta love how direct Jeff is. Appreciate the response. You're welcome. Snuggle Buns, today my service dog in training came with me to my doctor's appointment for the first time. Nice. He did great. Awesome. Proud of you. Brittany, my dog used to be wonderful with all dogs. He got attacked on the dog park yep. around nine months old. Yep. Well, that was it for us with dog parks. He's now five years old he's aggressive towards other dogs on walks etc he's fine with my two other dogs in our home yep. we're currently training him in green and graduate in the e-collar course and leash aggression should i not try him off leash ever i know you guys still train dog aggressive dogs off leash i just wanted to see your thoughts is there a point i can feel i'm assuming confident again we train off dogs that are aggressive off leash because they've already gone through rehab we have extensive ten thousand dogs probably 50 percent of them aggressive we have extensive experience, knowledge, um, and results with aggression. So um, ironically, that's why we hate dog parks. That's why we also boot hard, neutralize any oncoming off-leash dogs, mm -hmm. whether they quote unquote appear friendly, which I don't know what that means. What does, you know, son of Sam was decent looking guy you know so i mean like what does you know God, jeffrey jeffrey da me. jeffrey dahmer was attractive enough to bring men home so um so i think um you know sucked as a cook but anyway oh my god uh, stop like i'm like traumatized from even watching that like netflix series like can we please just not bring it up it's so disgusting the fuck uh, you didn't know about him before the series did you i like 
Did you? Knew, I heard, but I never like went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I don't know how bad I was or that like the freaking cops were ignoring it and stuff. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was bad. It was bad. Did I answer the question? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, about the, should she ever have her dog off? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Um, that becomes an ethical question now. Probably should be muzzled. Or, you know, off leash in an enclosed area by yourself. Sure. But does your dog need to be off leash to live a full life? No. Is it a bonus? Hell yeah. But we have an ethical question here. So we would have to prove, we would, we proof. The thing is though, even if you have your dog bomb proof trained on a leash, if someone's off leash dog comes charging you, right. your dog can still put damage on that dog. Right. Which is why I defend Wes. Right. We like, defend all our dogs. I don't care. I that's will jump why, in front of any freaking dog to protect that's why Wes. People, whenever we post I've been through hell and back to rehab that dog. When we that's why whenever we put up videos of one of our trainers not even kicking, like we've never shown us booting a dog. We just put our foot out. Every go to everybody goes ballistic. And I'm like, you know, you don't know how much time and money it takes to rehab dogs that have been attacked and some of them never make it back to normal next av said someone should use the kid for target practice or rather his parents who does that no yeah it's pretty fun i don't up. i don't i don't believe that you don't want to you don't probably shouldn't put that in writing either um um unfortunately um it's not uncommon for children to harm animals. And that's just a sign. If anything, the child should get help. The child should get help. Yeah. Um, uh, it's terrible for the dog. Um, I'm glad the dog's not in that family anymore. Like and metal pellets or plastic? It was metal, like a, B, like a BB gun. Yeah, we used to shoot each other with freaking plastic BB guns. Yeah. That shit hurt like a Yeah, bitch. so um, I mean, the child, the child should get some help. Yeah. The child should get some help. Yo, Ben, thanks, Jeff. Sounds like we had a similar mindset trying to appease clients by dancing around the work that needed to be done. Oh, I don't do that. Uh, I, no, I, they're saying, I think that's what they're currently doing. Oh, 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 oh. Who is? Sounds like we had a similar mindset trying to appease clients by dancing around the work that needed oh, to yeah, be done. Oh, yeah. A lot of, I mean, a lot, a of, lot pe of people do that. A yeah. lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of professional trainers, they try to sugarcoat everything. And I think that's unethical. It's like, like, you're going to withhold and like we 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 tell our clients everything we do oh did my dog get into a dog fight which i think has only happened a couple of times on our property but if it did what would you do if my dog got into a dog fight i'm like well it's not going to even though it's a dog killer because we have so many safety protocols in place but if uh, if you're walking down the street and a dog attacks your dog what do you do you choke it out you take away the dog's oxygen so it passes out. I mean, these are simple. This is simple things. And if anyone thinks that's mean, it's like I always ask people, what would you do if, you know, we all love to humanize our dogs. Like, and people are always like, I would never hurt a dog. I would never kick a dog. I'm like, so you're trying to tell me that if a dog was attacking your child and you had access to a weapon, you wouldn't permanently stop that dog from biting? What kind of parent are you? That should be your natural instinct. Your first instinct is to neutralize a threat to your family. Next. Carlos says you should disclose on how to get that leg break and recall. 
like in Green to Graduate, when Tucker like slams into your leg. Oh, we do show you. It's we, in the Green to Graduate. It's in the Green to Graduate. Yeah, that dog just didn't know uh, uh, stop yet. It just <laughs> it had a very exuberant. Yeah, we disclosed that. Yeah. Allison, any tips for a Chihuahua that resists the toe trims? I do toe touches trying to phase it in. He growls. I say no and bonk, but he tries latching on, his tail wagging the entire time. I'm just making contact, getting just the tips done and scheduling weekly toe trims to get him used to it. But I thought I'd ask if you have any other ideas to test out. Muzzle him up, wrap him in a blanket, cut his freaking nails. Yeah, definitely put a muzzle on so he yeah. can't keep biting the bonker. Yeah, yeah. Muzzle, muzzle him up. Muzzle them up and do that. I mean, with, with like, Chihuahuas, this is what I do. This is actually so nasty. This is what I do with Chihuahuas. I get, I get welding gloves, thick welding gloves, and when a Chihuahua tries to bite me, I take my hand and I put my whole hand in the dog's mouth sideways, like literally drive my hand into their mouth, and I'm like, go ahead and bite. I mean, it doesn't feel good, but it's not like it's bare skin to me. Next. Let's see. Um, Gerd says, could you talk about people that let their dog sleep with them? Mine sleeps on his bed in my room. He also has a bed in the living room. My dog sleeps with me. My dog sleeps with me. What are you struggling with? I'm not against dogs on furniture. I'm not against dogs in beds. I'm not against snuggling your dog. I'm not against, you know, hey, if you want to kiss your ass looking dog, that's up to you. <laughs> but, but, but I think we need context. If your dog resource guards you, if your dog is highly leash reactive, if your dog is aggressive, those are probably not best options. But I'm not against those things. But what's what's your what's your training scale? What's your what's your love and affection compared to structure and then consequences for wrong behavior? So we have to make sure the scale it's. The, the, the love affection scale is always a little bit lower than the, than the than the training and consequential scale. Next. Lindsay, my dog isn't great with other dogs at events in public and existing with them, et cetera, on patios. She's also fine with them approaching her with zero problems. Mm. The last few times going out, she's been picking certain dogs to act aggressive towards and lunging at them. Yeah. I'm not sure what has changed. Should that be corrected high on an e-collar? Well, it's not as simple as that. What's changed is how old is she? Did she mention how old she is? Mm -mm. How old is your dog? Um, if it's going, you know, if it's upwards towards a year old or getting into two-year-old adulthood, that's changed. Also, if you recently moved, um, divorce, separation, more stress in your life. Um, also, dogs, that's a hard one with dogs, but you can always tell when they're loading. What you do is you address the loading stage. The loading is the precursor to the unwanted behavior, which is usually lunging, biting um, in our world. So you would say no, which is your marker word, and markers are really, really important. And then you would apply a remote collar correction. Um, the timing is very important. The timing of your marker is the most important. Next. Ryan said he's a year and a few months old, recently moved out of a studio, so he was always in his crate by our bed. It probably didn't go high enough, and we'll try doing it that way, trying to get him independent. Are you talking about this is a separation anxiety yeah. dog? Yeah. So, I mean, every once in a while, you might be – here's a good example. When we're remote collar training a dog, and say we're working on recall or even heal, and the dog is like, 
still forging ahead, even though we put a good foundation on it, still forging ahead because it's so distracted or it's a little bit distracted on, on the um, on the recall. It's taking all these little side trips to sniff. I'll, we'll just pick up the leash and just boom, just a strong leash pop. It's like, you in the game or you out of the game? And that sort of like goes, whoa. It's like, yeah, pay attention. We're actually working here. I'm trying to have a conversation with you. Get off your phone. Next. Susan, hi, spoke with you a couple Sundays ago about my GSC that is fearful, especially of my husband. We purchased the e-collar course, got the mini educator, and we'll be starting that this week. Mm -hmm. Is there ever a point that we should correct his body language? Like he docks his head and shrinks away when working with my husband, not wanting to get close to him. He's not near as bad when they are alone, just when I'm around. So he's probably resource guarding you. Well, he's shrinking away though. Right. He's not trying to go after the husband. But he's probably, but it, 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 he acts that way when she's around. So it's possible that he's avoiding the consequence, but it's, his mind is still in the wrong place. What I would do is I would, tr I would, I would train out away from people. I need to see a video. I need to see a video. That's why we're just fearful of the, the man. It's possible he's fearful of the man. It's worse when she's around because he'd rather be next to her. There's a lot of variables. It could be that. Absolutely could be that. But you can't really correct that. No. What all you can do is hold the dog accountable. Make right. it heal with your husband. Make right. it do stuff with your husband. But Right. So instead of correcting that, instead of that, you would teach the dog to say, recall better heal better and then if it broke that command that you can correct but you got to be really careful about that escape thing but then on the flip side we often do correct a dog trying to escape because that's a bad choice but there's a lot of it since you just discovered me and you're just going down this training rabbit hole if there's not enough foundation on the dog mm -hmm. i would suggest doing a one-on-one -on -one consult and you proceed the council by sending me videos. It's very powerful. There's a lot of variables there. There's a lot of variables there. Yeah. Next. Um, Gerd, you have to make the, you have to have the dogs back. Most people don't get that. Um, advocating for your dog. Most yes. people for as much as they say they love their dogs and their kids. If a, off-leash dog attacks you and your dog someone's going to get hurt and if if that option is out there between me my dog and a strange dog off-leash well the strange dog is the one that's going to get hurt and i'm not going around saying go around and hurting dogs i'm saying keep yourself safe, keep your dog safe, keep your child safe, keep your loved ones safe. I'm very confused about any confusion about that because people go ballistic when they see one of our trainers just putting out their foot, keeping a charging dog towards our dogs. It's just like, you, you know what? First of all, we might've just saved your dog's life because you don't know who you're charging. And it's like, well, you shouldn't have an aggressive dog out. I'm like, who says the dog's aggressive? You think every dog likes a off-leash dog jumping up in its face, barking its head off? Plus, we don't know if that dog's aggressive. One of my dogs, Kira, who's no longer with me, was charged by a very cute small breed dog. The owner said, don't worry. And guess what the dog did? It bit her on the face. 
And afterwards I found out, oh yeah, that's what the dog does. It runs up to dogs and bites them on the face. Ha ha. Well, unfortunately, Kira stopped that from happening very quickly. And she had every right to. Next. Garrett, what would you say to a pet owner that you have identified as a bad match? This couple has spent money on this purebred. Well, I think you have a professional obligation to tell them either you're not the trainer for them. Um, that's usually the best thing is you're not the trainer for them. I mean, if the dog is not the right, you know, telling an owner they've got the wrong dog. You've got to be very careful on how you say that because owners do turn around. Yeah. We've had dramatic, we, you know, you sit down with them and you say, listen, you have a, you're a first time dog owner and you own a Malinois or a Dogo or a Rottweiler or a Corso or a, any other power breed, or you are extremely inactive as a human and you own a border collie and you don't even own a swimming pool or a treadmill or and live in an apartment and you don't go for walks. You know, I mean, I, you, you can sit down with an owner and you can talk to them, you know, almost as blunt as I do. Obviously I'm professional. The way I'm talking to all of you is just, you know, it's a podcast, but when I'm working with a client, it's with love in my heart at all times. Um, and you could talk to them about it. it's like well this is what is going to need to be done are you prepared are you prepared for that and if you're not prepared for that then i'm probably not the best trainer for you hmm. next sean hello i have a four-year-old malinois my brother has a three-year-old italian mastiff neither are fixed any advice or recommendations on how to introduce them to each other um see if a vet's got a two-for-one special take advantage of it um I don't know you, I don't know your dogs, and I don't know, no. It's so weird, this is why um, Tex hates untrained yeah, client dogs. Yeah, Tex, he because he's hearing no. So the dog just, Wes, here's a great example about like, that's why we love remote powers, but we still had to say the no marker. Wes was scratching, which shook the, Closet door, which made Pippa bark. I said no. Text gets uneasy, and it's like. Uh, but then I correct the. the Poor you know, text. Yeah, I know. He's like, I hate this. Text is like, I don't want to be in this room with this dog. Not at all. Yeah. Um. What I would so so I don't. The best thing to do is migration. I don't know. It could be great. I mean, Wes is unfixed and meets other unfixed dogs. And, you know, most dog fights that we. Um, that we most dog fight cases that we work with are with um desexed dogs who did we just have here that was not neutered and they got along great was it utrid yeah and now this guy's not neutered either mm. and they're fine mm -hmm. yeah so i mean there's 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 so many variables i don't you know a lot of it is handler a lot of it is handler next Allison, okay, tiny chihuahua muzzle and wheel, uh, welding gloves going in my Amazon shopping cart. Well, you don't need the welding gloves if you got the muzzle on. True. So one or the other. I would I would get the muzzle. Carlos, throw everything on your dog, people. Throw the kitchen sink. Please don't throw the kitchen sink at your dog. He's like quoting Green to Graduate right no. now. 
I keep some of your one-liners in there, some of your ridiculousness, but I have to edit out a lot of it because the course would have been like five years long if I left it all in. Five years? <laughs> Lisa, I use an Eliz Elizabethan collar to train my little dog's nail trimming. Works very well. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I guess I can't bite they can't, you. They can't bite through that. That's a good idea. Gerd, mine is great. Yellow lab, too much hair. I mean, this is the thing, though, about the nail cutting. The goal is to get the dog to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. So a muzzle will keep you safe, but if you truly want to stop it, you can use a muzzle first. You can say no, but then the goal is going to be is get your dog to stop doing it. So you actually can apply a punisher to the dog for trying to bite you. We used to counter condition dogs to nail cutting. Instead, we just say no, bonk the dog, bonk, if you know what a bonker is, it's a rolled up cotton towel. Um, they're so popular that the, um, the one of the big uh, organizations of dog trainers, um, annual conference actually taught a class on it. Um, ironically, you know, I get called abusive for using it, but, and here they are teaching it. Um, so um, you bonk the dog and then uh, you just don't put up with shit. Just have a, I'm not putting up with your shit attitude. Next. Snuggle buns, one thing we were having a little trouble with. Wonder if you got any advice. When I recall my dog, he started to come to heel position and set up in front now because I taught the finish. Right. Trying to get him to sit in front of me first. So you taught you taught swing finish. So what you can do is keep a long line on the dog and then just shake that behavior if you want to. Or use a food reward and put that in front of you. Or get a um a little frisbee or a disc and have the dog recall to like the, the, the disc or just leave it you know? i don't mind to recall the heel you know looks cool but if she's but if it's a service dog she might need it for something oh yeah. right yeah you know but yeah just give it a target yep next christine advice on how to stop a well-cared-for happy healthy six-year-old dog from whining and being so demanding spoiled by the owner how can i rectify this um you have to have an owner you have to have massive owner training because mm -hmm. without that It'll all your all your training will fall, all your training will fall apart. So you have to have you have to sit down with the owner. And you'll say, in order for the training to work, this is what I need you to do. This 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 this, and for all you know, that client becomes the next client. Next, Lori, how do I get my new dog to leave my old dog alone? Um, you can teach it the uh, teach the new dog the out command. We have a video called "Out Away from People," but you can use it out away from dogs. Mm -hmm. You can also bonk the new dog because what's going to happen is ideally your older dog would be correcting your newer dog but if it doesn't know how to do that someone's got to correct it someone's got to correct it so if nature won't do it you've got to do it christina my three-year-old dog is so afraid to eat when other people are around he'll eat and if someone walks in the room he moves yep. away from his bowl yep. with growling and hair up i've tried boy i've tried both feeding him and standing by bowl dropping treats in the food bowl and he is okay with that until the treats run out and yep. then he growls and walks away. Yep. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So you can take the easy way out, feed him, feed him in his kennel at night, mm -hmm. not deal with it. That's not the worst thing in the world. Dogs still get, getting, getting fed. And if that's the only unwanted behavior that you have, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, you can, you know, Wes. you can also, um, get the dog over it. The problem is you can't make a dog eat. That's the problem. So, but if you do, can we, what, what we find is when we take our dog through our rehab process, so, so we say we take a dog through a six week rehab process, which has a lot of confidence building, believe it or not, 
that problem might go away. And we never addressed it. It might go away. Next. Oh, there was another part. She said he also growls when we dry him off after getting wet outside. That did you be corrected for? No, and then bonk. Let's see, Susan, he does follow commands with my husband, but he wants to do it off to the side. With me alone, he's on point with his obedience, so hmm. he knows what to do. Hmm. We'll get some video soon and schedule another console. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be, it, you know, your, your dog just might be really wary of your husband. And a lot of people are gonna be like, well, what'd your husband do to his dog? It's like, why do people have to go there? It's like, if, if, a, if, if, if a partner, if another adult, in the house, whether it's a male female couple, male male couple, female female couple, like would you say the same thing to two females that own a dog? It's like, oh, it's afraid of if it's afraid of men. It's like, but the other person is a female. So I mean, we've seen it with all relationships. Um, uh, so I think that if you're once your once your once your husband gets like goes deep into the training, does everything with his dog then I think you can turn the corner on it. I mean, we have dogs that, with our trainers, we, they, they come in and they're afraid of our trainers, not because our trainers are doing anything mean, they're just afraid of new people. Mm -hmm. And then through training, not love and affection, just through training, the dog all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's like a big, a big mush. So, um, you know, it's only been a couple of weeks. I don't know how many sessions your, your husband has had. I'm glad that the dog is at least listening. And, but also, you know, is, is your husband taking the dog for bike rides, you know, walks, you know, playing chuck it, you know, stuff like that. Next. Uh, Fatima, have you ever owned an American staff and how do you feel about BI Terrier? So yes, I've owned an American Staffordshire. Um, the, that's not my breed of choice. I like German Shepherds, but one time I owned 12 dogs. So I had three German Shepherds and then nine other dogs. Bull Terriers you know? type of. So, I'm like, what is a B.I. Terrier? So Bull Terrier. It, they per, could be hard dogs. Personally, personally, it's not a dog that I would get. That's me. Bull Terrier people tend to be pretty hardcore Bull Terrier people. They love Bull Terriers. Um, so I'll leave the bull terriers to them. Yeah. But as far as training, sometimes it can be challenging. Sometimes it can be a tougher dog to, to, to train, but they train up fine. Next. Kim. Hi, Joelle. Thanks for the advice, Jeff. My friend who's Dane bit her in the face is now going to crate the dog and get a camera to monitor her wobbler syndrome dog from her bedroom. Oh, tonight. that one. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yes. Good idea. Good idea. You were right, Sam. Next. Haley, thank you. My dogs have always slept with me. All the training classes I've been to with my new dog says no. I don't see why. He uses his crate, goes in by himself when I'm at work. Well, the reason why it would be a no is because let's say you're a loved one or a relative or you're even your own children, if you had them, tried to come up and hug you and the dog started guarding you. And meanwhile, every night the dog sleeps in the queen's bed. The queen's bed. And then imagine if a, your child walks in in the middle of the night, it's a toddler and it just had a bad dream in the middle of the night and it went after the child. That's why. What happens if you're in a relationship and your 
significant other got out of bed in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom like I do multiple times. I'm 57. Maybe it has something to do with that. Um, uh, and your dog started guarding the bed. And then your significant other spent two years on the couch before they called me. Like These are actual clients that I work with, well, have worked with. So there's lots of reasons why it's not a good idea to have the dog in the bed if you have some serious behavioral issues, but even just like separation anxiety. So your dog needs to learn how to be alone. That's a, that's a good one. So if you have a stable dog with no behavioral problems, but everybody has a different bar of what stability is, everyone has a different bar of what training is, but the downfall of all this is it's a lot of fun to sleep with the dog. That's the problem. So that's the downfall of all this. You, you, you know, you tell, you tell an owner whose dog is biting everybody to get the dog out of your bed. And you're like, you're taking away one of their biggest joys. And I'm like, well, we got to start somewhere. This, 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 yep. this, this isn't forever. You know, I mean, Tex just started sleeping in my bed less than a year ago, you know? probably after a girl died. So. Well, Wes has never slept in my bed. That's yeah. a hard no for me. Yeah. He's but you tried, in my room. you tried to get him up on my bed the other day. Yeah, but he's not going to sleep in there overnight. I know. I'm busting your Wes balls. Wes stay in a bed because he knows he's not allowed on furniture. But Fatima said, I remember old school trainers that were trained with prongs and no treats and dogs were still very well trained. What happened to those days? For the first three years of my career, that's how I trained and every dog trained up great. They all trained up great. Old school, they all trained up just fine. I feel like dogs today couldn't even handle that, though. There's a, well, if you get them from the – well, we have a breed, there's a breeding issue where, where there's a – there's a, the, the genetics of a lot of these dogs are – and if you talk – there's a big – you know, there's a conversation. I mean, if you talk to people in the sport world, they'll know more about it. But ask them how, how challenging is it for them to find a good dog to work in sport. Ask a police department canine trainer how hard it is for them to find a good dog. They're becoming harder and harder and harder to find. Before, you know, like I think TSA needs 4,000 single purpose odor dogs, something like that. Like they're having a hard time, having a hard time finding them. And now, now, what was the latest one? They don't want any of them to have cropped ears because they look mean. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Mm, something like that because they, they they look mean. It's like they're sniffing for so what? They're sniffing for either drugs, um, food, um, things that shouldn't be there, fentanyl. So you're worried about this mean-looking dog who has the capability of sniffing out fentanyl, which could possibly save like millions of lives, but you're worried about the pointy ears scaring someone. Can we get any more woke than that? Next. It's 7.02. It's 7.02. It's time to close the show. Tomorrow morning, wake the fuck up with Jeff. And then at 8 a.m. p.m. is the walking class, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. Hopefully I don't sweat our asses off out there, but. No, it should be okay. 4 p.m. is right there. Mastering the Dog Masterclass. Subscribe to us at a minimum. You're not showing that on the screen. I hope you know. Is that what you're trying to do? Sign up now.
here we go now you there we go here we go sorry click that the button there you go all right guys we'll see you tomorrow all right everybody have a fantastic night hope everyone does well tonight and uh it's been a pleasure um thank you all thank you all yeah. really appreciate all of you all right take care Bye -bye. good night